This is the Six Years Group Therapy Podcast. On today's episode, we'll go over the last few games since our last pod, including the win versus the Nets. Although without Kyrie and Durant, we wonder if the Sixers are playing at a sustainable level and can it translate to the playoffs. I personally do a 180 on Ben Simmons and no longer want to trade him. We also talk about the possibility of trading for Philadelphia native Kyle Lowry. And finally, the return of what's for dinner. So with all that being said, first name, Dane, take it away. to a much-requested session of Sixers Group Therapy. Happy three-year anniversary of the Eagles Super Bowl Parade. I am your host, Alex, Duo 180 Win, a.k.a. Nuge. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Pods, leave a five-star review. Uh, we really haven't had one in a while, so please leave us one. We'll read it on the pod. You can give us your pod of Sixers takes, maybe even ask us a non-Sixers question, tell us what you had for dinner, something like that. Also follow us on Instagram at Sixers Group Therapy. We've actually not much on Twitter, but on Instagram is where we gotten like a decent amount of listener participation, which is kind of cool. Uh, I really like engaging with uh, some listeners. Just a friendly reminder that Oscar voting is live. You can vote once a day. And remember to vote for our guys, Embiid, Ben, if you want. And uh, most importantly, Tobias Harris. So I am joined by the gang as always. First, we have someone who has a, a little time off and has some time on his hands. June Juan, how are you? Oh, yeah. Well, I had too, too many uh, Moscow meals yesterday. But uh, today is my first day of unemployment for two weeks. I'm going to thoroughly enjoy not doing anything but watching the Sixers for the next two weeks. A little fun employment? Yes, sir. <laughs> And then you're going back to New York City, correct? Yeah, stupid, stupid New York City. Damn it. Wait, I know nothing about this. Fill me yeah, what's, what, do you, what do you got going on, June? Oh, I got a, I got a new job, and I'm going to yeah. be starting that end of the month. So Congratulations. until then, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, enjoy wow. it. Thank you. You deserve it, buddy. All right, next we have Toby's cryptocurrency brother. Ponzi Wells, new nickname, <laughs> a.k.a. Right. Crip Hamilton, a.k.a. Ali Dibak, a.k.a. David Dibak. <laughs> I'm trying to get paid in Bitcoin. I emailed HR. They haven't gone back to me yet. I don't know what to do. Did you actually was, ask? No. no. <laughs> but if, a, I had the, if I had the option, I'd think about it. Isn't there an NFL player like that. that got paid in Bitcoin? Exactly. Russell Okung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genius. And, I think. I think we'll be on the right side of history. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Last but not least, we have the Super Bowl MVP, JB Mudbones. How are you? I'm full. I'm still recovering <laughs> from yesterday. We'll talk about that. And I, I think I was blacked out for the last three Sixers games. So I'm going to, you guys are going to fill me in on, on the recent success and failures. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll definitely going to talk about that. We definitely have to talk about Super Bowl spreads. We'll probably do it towards the end of the pod. Uh, so today we do have a lot to talk about. Embiid won Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Doc Rivers won Coach of the Month for the Eastern Conference. And we had a few wins since our last pod, which was right after the Lakers game. We beat Minnesota. We had a nice little comeback that we never do versus the Pacers. Beat the Hornets. There was a loss to the Blazers. But first, we're going to start with the latest win versus the Nets. That was on Saturday. Uh, we ended up blowing them out after a nice, like a 14-0 run in the third quarter. We had a full squad, which made us 13-0 when we have the full starting lineup of Seth, Danny Green, Toby, uh, Ben, and Embiid. But we were robbed of a true test because the Nets only had Harden and did not have Kyrie and did not have Durant after a really weird debacle, uh, their, their game versus the Nets. Uh, something about like Durant was in a car without a mask with uh, an associate of the Nets. That associate had like an inclusive test that 
allowed Durant to play, but then big game tested positive. So then they pulled Durant and then Durant ended up like tweeting about it and saying like free, free Durant or something. So is that real? I thought that was Photoshopped. He really said that. No, he really said that. Wow. He said he tweeted at the NBA. Like we can like the whole public can like see through your weird tricks or something. Yeah. I saw, I thought it was Photoshopped or something. I thought it was a worldwide wob or something like that. No, it was, it was a hundred percent real. So (laughs) he did not play. He's out actually out of the lineup until Friday. He's, he's quarantined for seven days, but the Sixers got a win. Uh, Embiid looked good. Like he, Embiid's to a point where uh, he's rolling out of bed, scoring to, like thirty and ten. Do you guys remember that they used to say that about Okafor? That's right. Yes, uh, stud. Ben had a uh, Ben had probably it could have been his best game other than the Lakers game. I thought he was uh, he was he really showed why, uh, and we'll get to it that we may need to keep him for this team. <laughs> We'll discuss it, but uh, other than those two, June, uh, Toby looked good. What you, uh, being the only other person who probably really focuses in on the game, what do you think on the Nets win? Well, before we talk about that game, I think it's kind of ridiculous how KD got scratched from this game. Like, I don't know if you guys follow the, the Twitter world, but before the Raptors game, which was the day before our game, KD was like, almost out of the game before the start because of an inconclusive test. And then, like, minutes after the tip-off, he's in the game. They're like, oh, he's clear. And then a quarter later, NBA comes out saying, oh, the guy who thought it was inconclusive, he tested positive or something, and he got taken out, which is kind of stupid, like, how NBA handled that. Like, he should have not played or something. Like, it's kind of stupid. Doesn't so, that mean everyone in the game should have to sit now for a week? Like they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess because you know they weren't guarding each other for 15 minutes, according to the NBA. So oh, that's probably all rule. okay. Yeah, yeah there's no logic. Some, right? Like weird, like weird guidelines that like they should be. If you can calculate, they were like within five feet of them for like 15 minutes of the game. Then they they had some weird protocol. Uh, that they they calculated and they, they said that as long as you're not like that, then you don't have to be quarantined. So yeah, so what they were following. So Katie was out, you. and then Kyrie got a little sprain in his finger, so he was out. Now it became a basically a Brooklyn Rockets game against the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, with TLC like <laughs> being the second best player on the team. That's but, I mean overall. I think we played pretty well, but I'm kind of still scared after watching the whole game. Like, what if this team really had KD and Kyrie? <laughs> How the hell are we going to guard those guys? Because Ben wasn't on Harden the first three quarters. It was mostly Danny Green. And Danny Green cannot, you know, stay with Harden at all. Like, Oh, he has no chance. Every dribble crossover, he's, he's, he's toast. And then, but when Ben guarded him in the fourth quarter, I think you guys know he kind of shut him out. So that was like nice to see. But hey, if Katie's on this team and Kyrie's back, like who's going to guard those guys? Yeah. That brings up a really good point. It's like ultimately this game means nothing. You know, we (laughs) did to see the Nets at their best. It's whatever. It's nice that they pull off the win. You know, Embiid is, you know, every night, if you're not expecting him to score 30, you know what I mean? He just like, he just does it. He is, it's even the quietest games, he'll have 30. You'll look at the scoreboard and he has 30 and 10. But, uh, but you're right. I couldn't help throughout the entire game. I couldn't help think like, how would it look if we were playing them at full strength? You know, and that's what you're going to do in the playoffs. And like you said, Ben wasn't on Harden for most of the game and people were kind of wondering why I'm wondering if doc was thinking like, Hey, Ben's going to be guarding Durant. We need to see if anyone on our team has a chance of staying with Harden. And like, I don't think, I don't know if I'd say green was toast. I think he was like doing as well as Danny green could do at 35 years old, you know, mm-hmm. but he was, I think I saw some stats that like Harden was actually only two of six versus him, but he was getting by him pretty quickly and like he was creating shots for everyone else, like Joe Harris. And he threw a few oops to Deandre Jordan. And that was the biggest problem is that like, you know, MB or Simmons had to leave off their man to help on Harden. And then that led to a lot of easy buckets for the nets. 
Uh, so I'm thinking like Ben 100% is going to be on Durant. And we, you've seen us struggle against quick guards early in the season, like, you know, like Ishmet and Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes me think like who's going to keep up with Kyrie Irving, you know? So that was my takeaway from the game. It's nice that we, we won, but I'm thinking like June said, like how do we guard them at full strength? And, uh, you know, and that, that'll lead to our conversation later about how I did a 180 and I'm, I'm team keep Ben. But uh, what do you guys about think about the Nets at full strength? Who, who was guarding Joel? DeAndre uh, Jordan, DeAndre Jordan DeAndre. who has no chance. So he was bullying him? He, he, DeAndre fell. Jordan, like, he's, like, in his own head about guarding MB. He, he jumps on every pump fake. He can't keep up with him. And DeAndre Jordan's toast trying to guard MB. How does how did Joel look? I've been I haven't really seen the uh, the all I can remember of Joel Embiid the past week is him falling on his back and tearing his ace is a uh, fucking meniscus the, against Portland. That's the only high that's the only highlight I saw from the Portland game was him hyperextending his knee and hopping off the court in severe pain. So how did he look? Is he okay? Should I be worried? I'm a nervous wreck. I'm trying to enjoy the posit- the the greatness that's unfolding in front of our eyes. And I'm kind of leaning toward Keep Ben too, Team Keep Ben as well. But like, oh. can Joel just like take a week off? Like, what is what's happening? Yeah. Is he okay? Junior, you start this one. Uh, I didn't really notice like a like a dominance performance from him. Well, from quiet. my point of view, yeah. it was like a very like, wow, he has thirty, and it's like third <laughs> quarter. That's crazy. Obviously, he got to the line as often as he did. Let's see, uh, fourteen free throw attempts. Yeah, I mean, Nets can't really guard him, but I doubt they're showing everything they can right now. I think they're Sixers? saving something. The Nets are. The Nets? Yeah. After DeAndre Jordan, they really don't have anyone. Uh, I think they just signed Noah Vonley, but we've seen them beat Cook him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan seemed like he was trying to avoid getting the foul trouble because they knew like after him they didn't really have one to guard him. They tried to throw in a little Norvell Pell who was like – you know, we, we had him. He brings a little energy. He blocked a few, like, pretty big highlight blocks, but then he had no chance against Embiid. I think he fouled out in, like, 13 minutes. <laughs> I love Norvell. Uh, uh, as for his knee, I mean, Embiid says it's fine. He said that the media shouldn't be worrying about it, but he, he did look fine. He was settling a little bit for a few jump shots. I I, I think we kind of had the game in the hand after a while. but um, Didn't he literally it, say, yeah, I was worried when it happened? <laughs> In a post-game interview? Oh, I don't remember. He I said it like wasn't himself. Like his back was fucked up. And then he goes out and plays 40 minutes. Did he say anything about his knee? I don't I don't think I saw him say anything about it. I think he, uh, every time he was asked about his knee, he said he was fine. Maybe, uh, I, maybe, was, I, maybe I dreamt it and had a nightmare. There was know. a moment where there was a loose ball and TLC dove at his at Embiid's knee. Oh, yeah. Like, what the that. fuck are you doing, dude? Come on. And uh, it did. It was a little awkward, and I thought he tweaked it, but he ended up staying in the game. But like Joe said, I mean, he keeps playing and says it's no problem. Says his back is fine. Says that the media is too worried about his conditioning. Mm. So I mean, all we can do is take his word for it. Uh, I would love, like Dave said, if he just took a week off. But then I also think getting the one seed is really, really important. <laughs> Yeah, for for our playoff aspirations, but uh, so can I say something right there? Not to pivot and jump all over the place. But no, speaking no of, speaking of playoff aspirations, I'm looking right now. So there's, I'm like, what is this black dotted line in the standings? There's, I keep forgetting about this play-in tournament that yeah, they're gonna have. So it's like one, it's like one through six is like locked in, but then seven through ten is like separated off. And right now, the Hornets are seventh. Did you guys know that? The Hornets are seventh, the Knicks are eighth, and they just traded for Derrick Rose. <laughs> what is going on? And then, so, which leads me to my point, the Raptors are ninth, and the Cavs are tenth. But if the Raptors are ninth, they're going to – they're they're far and away – it's the Hornets, the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Raptors. They're far and away the best team in the play-in tournament. They'll make the playoffs. Why are they trading Lowry? And if they're trading Lowry, why are they trading Lowry to us, who they potentially could play in the first round? <laughs> That's a, that's a really good point. Because I would love um, Kyle Lowry. We talked about we need like some who's going to guard Kyrie. I would love Kyle Lowry barking at Kyrie in a seven game series and getting under his skin. Bring him home. Bring home Philly tough. I think North Philly be stand up. Maybe it would be Kyle like a Lowry, much better. It would be a much better series. Yeah, it would be a much better um, series. 
That's a very good question, Dave. I don't I don't even remember look I didn't really look that deep into the report other than that tweet about them possibly shopping Kyle Lowry, but you're right. Now that you say it, it kind of makes no sense. Maybe it because seems... he's exp- expiring and he might leave anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I wouldn't give up anything of value. I mean, I didn't I was th- that makes the most sense. We should try to keep this team together. If we can add one more piece like that and keep everything that that's been growing so far. I love that. That's like the, that's the ideal situation. And uh, Lowry seems like he would fit that bill. I mean, he's, you know, the hometown, hometown kid position of need brings like a toughness that we don't have, you know? And, uh, but like, I'm trying to, and I was thinking like, yeah, that makes the most sense. That's probably what'll happen. But I just looked at the standings and it's like, eh, I don't know. Why would they give him to us? Someone give me the, how's the playing series work? So it's going to be seven to 10, isn't it? Seven plays 10, eight plays nine, seven and eight have to win only one game. And then uh, nine and 10 have to win two games. So similar to the bubble. Was this like bubble related or this is just the new, like this is going into the future. Uh, I think they're going to see how it does, but this is definitely like short season related. Definitely. Sounds dope. I like it. Yeah, I liked it last <laughs> year. Uh, I'm terrified. Not terrified. I'm scared that the Heat and the Raptors could slip in there. And you're if say we say as the one seed, you're talking or even two seed, you're talking possibly playing the Heat or Raptors in the first round. Both would give us fits. And then in the second and the Eastern Conference, you're talking two of either Boston, Milwaukee, or the Nets. The Raptors East isn't what it used to be, huh? Nope. <laughs> I ain't scared the Raptors, of the Raptors, but the Heat still I'm not scared of Siakam, but you know they, they play as well. I'm oh, scared yeah, they come Dun- play. I'm scared of Duncan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Hero. Did you guys see Tyler Hero selling $25 cereal boxes? I didn't. What you, wait, what do you mean he's selling cereal boxes? <laughs> he's selling cereal. It's like, oh, June, do you know, remember what it was called? It was like Hero, Tyler Hero Root cereal hoops. or whatever. Is that, like Nick, is that like Nick Stauskas' hot sauce? It's Worse. the same thing. So, so like, the fans are buying it, $25 a pop. And then uh, one guy tweeted, like, these are just Fruit Loops. <laughs> I knew what what they, they expect, you know? It was just, I guess they're paying for the box art, you know? Right. But uh, That's funny. But anyway, what would you guys – Dave already alluded to it. Wouldn't give up much. But what was, what's the most you'd be willing to part for, for Kyle Lowry? Say Here's like Joe, they'll, they'll give them to us. This assume they're gonna give them to us. Like, what would you trade for him? I, I don't think he gets anything. Like, our I don't think he nets Shake or Maxi, and that's not even me being like a big fanboy. I think it's like I think it's like a couple picks and yeah. Green, Ferguson, Mike Scott, and like the whatever contract exception thing we have. Yeah, it's a shame because we have to we have to give up Danny Green because he's like the only somewhat he's the only salary that can somewhat get us close yeah. to matching. So it would probably be like it would be it feels like he's valuable to give up though because he's an important part of the team. But um, the only real like asset that I would give up is our we have the Knicks second round pick this year, which should be like the well maybe it's not that good because the Knicks are the eighth seed right now. So really that would be like the I don't know probably like the 39th or 40th pick, right? So is it instead of like the 30th or 31st pick in this yeah. in the second round? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd give them that second round pick, but I wouldn't give up a first round pick. I wouldn't give up any of our young guys that are on rookie contracts. He's a 33 year old on an expiring contract, Kyle Lowry. I'm not. And again, I'm looking at this. I don't know why they would trade him to us. We would have to like give up a lot probably for them to give him to a division rival that they could play in the first round of the playoffs. Gene, what do you think? Now that Dave puts it that way, now I feel like getting Lowry is impossible. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking you're talking Danny Green because of salary, and I I actually really like Danny Green. I, I kind of hate to give him up. I mean, for Lowry, you do it, but then you have to give – they're not going to give it to him for just Danny Green, right? You're going to put it in a sweetener and and something of value. And, like, if you it's, – it's different if it's like if the salary is in the matter and you're like, okay – you're the one seed at the trade deadline. You could use a little pick me up, like Maxi for Lowry. It doesn't work that way. We'd have to give up some salaries with it too. Um, 
so Dave actually put it in pretty good respect, uh, perspective. I, it, it makes it sound like very unlikely given what we'd have to give up. So I, I'd agree with you, Dave. Would Sorry. you rather give up the Danny Green and junk for Kyle Lowry or just junk for Evan Fournier? Oh. Uh, Ooh. Why Evan Fournier? I don't know. My buddies have been talking about him as a potential name. Who else can I've we get for that junk? On Twitter. I've seen that on Twitter. I've seen that name on Twitter a lot. Yeah, There's I think he's being floated like, around. I want to know who else we can get for the same junk. <laughs> JJ Reddick? Uh, I think he's he requires less junk. I think I, that, that was hot for like a couple days that it seemed imminent. I guess that faded off a little bit. Yeah, the yeah. rumor was that the Pelicans were looking to trade him to either, I guess because he lives in Brooklyn, that he they, they would honor his his desires and trade him to either Philly, uh, the Nets, or Boston. And uh, damn, I would hate to see him on the Nets or Boston, though. But I I am hesitant to give Ev any value for him because he does seem a little washed this year. Maybe because that Pelicans team is so fucking weird. Like, they're, they're, they are their weird. fits way off like there there's something wrong with that team maybe oh Stan god that, knows yeah that, i was gonna say that could have been us we dodged a bullet there stan wow we went from elton stan van to daryl and doc what a what a what a turn in the simulation oh my god we're so lucky i, wait, I have think they, there are way more needs than than uh than jj reddick have they been terribly underachieving i haven't followed them at all yeah yeah they're they're definitely disappointing that's a good way um, to put it does uh, does a does JJ's skill set just fall off like that? Like I know he's an old man, but he seemed like I guess I haven't seen him in more than a year or two. But I feel like he could still fill that role. I don't yeah, think I've I mean, actually seen the Pelicans play one time this year. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'm saying yeah, they're 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 a huge letdown. I haven't even seen. I don't even think I've seen any highlights. Honestly, I've I've um, seen them here or there. I mean, I think they're just like their their pieces are just are so weird. I saw him on Christmas. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but anyway, uh, JJ, from what I hear about JJ, he doesn't look like – maybe it's spacing. Maybe it's weird because they have like – they have Zion Williamson and then they got like the worst center possibly to fit with him, Stephen Adams. Like you need shooters around him. And then they gave Stephen Adams an extension before they even watched him play together with Zion Williamson. So I don't know. They're weird. Uh, my problem was more with I don't think – I think we're good with shooting – you know, I think we need more like creation, shot creation. Uh, so like JJ would be nice. It would make him beat happy because he loves him. But I just think there are, we have assets that could be used elsewhere. Like I, I'd take Fournier over JJ any day. Yeah. Uh, I probably just like, he's just a better, it's probably obvious. He's just a better player and uh, a little, probably a little bit younger, but uh, apparently I don't watch the magic that much, but apparently Fournier's like efficiency numbers are like really good. I don't know the best anything. Shot on our team. I don't know anything about the dude, but I feel like I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he he, te- he probably tends to kill us when we play him. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe One of those weird players that kill us. Memories. <laughs> would you, I would want. I, I tell you what. Okay, I I just thought of something. Um, I would trade for Kyle Lowry, Danny Green. Maybe a couple second round picks if that's what it takes, and then go get Fournier with some junk and get Lowry mm-hmm. and Fournier. But I think we need to include the junk to, to match salaries. Yeah, I, I feel like someone could top our offer. I feel like there's a, a team out there that. Oh, like, you're right. We'll, we'll take Fournier, Kyle Lowry. Fournier is like a 17 million dollar expiring. If we trade for Kyle Lowry, we can't match for that. Yeah. All right, never mind. I like Lowry a lot. I would absolutely love him. Like who? So someone said earlier, him dogging, you know, Kyrie, mm-hmm. be would be awesome. And just speaking like of, grit, uh, I'm sorry. Speaking of dogging Kyrie, you guys know what I'm going to say. That tweet from earlier that you sent in the group, Nuge, that uh, Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, ooh. mainly Patrick Beverly, is widely available right now. Uh, yeah, why see? Why would they be available too? Because aren't the Clippers like a top two seed in the West? Yeah. I guess they're in the they're in uh, Ty Lue's doghouse for some reason. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll take Beverly too. I would Cheaper. love Patrick Beverly. Be just awesome. to give us that. We need an edge. We need some, we need a dog. We need a junkyard yeah. dog. And Patrick Beverly is like my favorite player in the NBA. 
I think, <laughs> aside from Trey Young. Those are my two favorite players. <laughs> <laughs> I want those guys oh. on my team every day, Patrick Beverly and Trey Young. He's got to be I'll, cheap, right? He's Probably, like a, yeah. Here, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. I swear he's been like uh, a target for us for the last seven years. <laughs> like ever since I, the Noel days. Yeah, it's like I think he's gonna be a good fit and should be available. Let's go for Beverly. Oh man, what if we like? What if the process 2015 Sixers had Patrick Beverly? What if we like? All right, here we go. I'm gonna give you a, a fantastic what if. Picture this. You ready? What if we just somehow got D'Angelo in 2015 instead of Julio? That would have been perfect in itself. But then if we like. If Hanky like traded for Patrick Beverly, and we had like Beverly, D'Angelo, Covington, Jeremy, and Nerlens, oh my god, that would be like <laughs> it's the best team ever, right? <laughs> it's the most fun twenty-five win team in the history of twenty-five win teams. I think they would have been too good. Wow, Vladdy's memory lane. That's my new <laughs> what if memory lane. Memory lane. Segment. New segment. I love it. Yeah. We'll do that. Right. <laughs> well, I think. Uh, were, you, were you looking up something, Dave? Yeah, I'm looking up how much Patrick Beverly makes. Um, while you do that, well, I feel like this is a pretty good transition to our stance on uh, on Ben. Damn. So you know, in our in our chat, you know, we always throw out ideas about who to trade him for. There's a few Ben for Bradley Beal deals. I've I've changed my position. Uh, I I think we should keep Ben, and uh, he's been bent like normal. Ben as of late so that has definitely eased my decision but there was obviously something wrong with him to begin the season I don't know if he was still recovering from his knee short in off season he was adapting to a new offense with Doc Rivers I don't know but something wasn't right with him but to watch him versus the Nets and versus the Lakers I think we need him and you know we could talk about we probably will, like Dave said, we we probably do need to make a move to be serious contenders. But maybe instead of trading him for Beal, maybe we get a Kyle Lowry or maybe we get Fournier or maybe we get a miracle, get Zach Levine. You know, I, I think I'm fine giving Embiid and Simmons one more shot in this playoffs and just trying to give them, those two, the best situation. And uh, – see how it goes. And if we are able to keep that one seed and have home court advantage, we play so much better at home. Maybe something weird shit could happen. Like Nick Foles touched Jesus for two games and got, got the fucking Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl. Like maybe something weird could happen. I don't know. I just, um, I'm all, and I'm also like admittedly like a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of guy. And uh, which is, is turn up you know, haunting me because this whole time we're predicting that in the playoffs, we're going to struggle down the stretch with no go-to score, but maybe we can, you know, work the margins, get someone and maybe we'll be fine. What do you guys think? Well, let me say this, Nuge, you said it last podcast and it it didn't hit me right away until after. And then I wouldn't shut up about it for a few days. But like, if you can get Zach Levine by giving up, I'd give up Maxi Thibel and all the first round picks we can for Zach Levine. Would you guys yeah, do that? Give them, yeah, I'll give like a Drew Holiday type offer, like yeah, a few first round picks, pick swaps. Like we were, we've been saying this whole time. If we have a chance with MV, MVP, like we gotta make it. Like Daryl owes Embiid to make his best effort to get a championship squad around him, and Embiid is playing at the highest level we've ever seen him. Absolutely. If you can, you keep everybody. You keep Ben, Ben, Toby, and Joel intact. You basically just replace Seth Curry with Zach Levine in the starting lineup, and then you lose Maxi off the bench, but you have Seth shake. Curry off the bench. You have so shake. shake, Shake, and Curry are your two guards off the bench. Furkan, uh, whoever Ursan, if somebody we sign as the stretch backup stretch four, and Dwight. But you got yeah, Simmons, Simmons, Levine, Green, Toby, and Joel. Like we all right. So why, why Daryl is brilliant? He when we dumped Horford on OKC. We traded our, he we got or we gave them the protected 2025 first round pick. And because of the Stepian rule, you can't trade picks on back to back years. We're hamstrung. Like we have like a like a like a firewall at 2025. So we can all all we can trade for future first round picks is 2021 and 2023 unprotected. 
and then swap in 2022 and 2024. We can't go beyond that because we have the obligation with OKC. So, and is it a coincidence that Daryl has a five signed a five-year contract and all our picks for the next five years are going to be tied up? It's perfect. It's Maxi and Thibel and the two unprotected picks and the two pick swaps for Levine. Hmm. Everybody wins. Uh, Mark Eversley gets his boy Thibel and they get as Maxi's going to be a stud. It's a fair trade. And then those picks probably won't be valuable, but they're picks on your balance sheet, right? That's what everybody wants is picks on the sheet. So like, I don't know. I, do you guys all do that? I think everybody in the world would do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I do it. Maxi stinks ever since we bet on him for rookie of the year. <laughs> it's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I met my sports this, betting quota for the year on that one. It's unfortunate. This podcast is solely responsible for that. Um, I, I, I sincerely apologize to our listeners. I and also Patrick, Be- sorry, Joe, Patrick Beverly makes, I don't know about this 13, 0.3 million this year and 14.3 million next year. That's ugly. In the guaranteed contract, or is it like one of the option things? Oh, it's fully, it's black print. It's fully guaranteed. 14.3 next year for Beverly. That's a lot. That's a we, lot so to pay for to, a dog. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they buy him out, Doc better be on the fucking first flight out to his house to recruit him. That's what I'll, that's what I'll say. But it I seems like I they're stuck paid- with him. I haven't paid enough attention to the Clippers. I'm, I'm wondering why he's in the doghouse. Is, is he really? Because he seems like a, a pretty good piece for them in the last couple of years. That's what I thought. I guess for Doc, he was. But, like, dude, I'm looking at this also. What the fuck are they doing? Marquis, or I'm sorry, Marcus Morris is making 14 this year, 15 next year, 16 the year after, and 17 the year after that, all guaranteed. And then Luke Kennard in the same span of time is making 12, 13, 14, and 14. How are they paying this? I have no idea, man. <laughs> what are they doing? Is Kawhi going to resign there? <laughs> Come on, <Wait>. Kawhi. <laughs> Is this his last year? Yeah. He's, Kawhi's, as of right now, Kawhi can be an unrestricted free agent this summer. Wow, that's so fun. Because he's yeah. doing those deals like LeBron and Durant did, right? Yeah. What are they doing? They're right now. Their guaranteed roster right now for next year is Paul George, Mark, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, Luke Kennard, and Ivaka Zubac. That's their guaranteed raw, and they don't have a first-round pick for like seven years. I guess they're going all in. They saw it work, and let's see if it works this year and fuck it afterwards. They better hope Kawhi's happy, Yo, or else they'd be lucky s- to get it. Uh, they'd be lucky to get a guy like Tobias Harris in a sign and trade. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something real quick about Kawhi? Fuck that dude. Oh my God. Every time I've watched him since that 2019 playoff series, he's, he's terrible. choked every fucking time. <laughs> I know. I watched I know. him versus Boston. They choked away a 15 point lead and he missed every shot down. The Fuck him. He became yeah. God versus us and then chokes every other fucking game since. Fuck him. I fucking hate him. He did become God, didn't he? He, he became Michael he, Jordan. He turned he became- into Michael Jordan. We stopped us. Van, like Van Vliet didn't do shit. Siakam didn't do shit. We had them. Like, they couldn't do anything against us. And Kawhi was just so fucking amazing in that series versus us. And that was good enough to beat us. His damn line drive of a jumper pisses me off. <laughs> Speaking of line drives, you guys notice, like, Shake's jump shot is kind of flattened out a little bit? He, he also does this little cute thing with his legs when he shoots. <laughs> he, like, kicks his legs, which cannot be, like, uh, who's, the, who's our guy? Drew Hanlon probably makes him cringe. <laughs> Shake hasn't been great lately. I don't know if you guys have seen. Uh, we already talked about Maxi being booty since our since our bet for rookie of the year. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Shake will will get back into it, but he seems like he uh, he's in a little bit of a jam. He was a little better uh, versus the Nets, but um, I'm I'm confident he'll he'll break back his three point percentage. I don't think he's shooting that well right now, but uh, I think I think he'll be fine. He's fine. We- would you guys trade? No. <laughs> Maxi and Milton for Beverly and Lou Williams. Uh-oh. No. 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 No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I I think uh I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, even just think that would ever be alone. financial fi- yeah. uh, feasible. Yeah. It's like yeah. we're getting we're inheriting twenty two million. They're inheriting like four and a half million. <laughs> we have that trade exception though, right? I don't even know we how do that works. I don't know what that is. That I think it just adds on to like the yearly salary or something. But uh, I'll tell you guys what I, I watched the 
I watched us play the Blazers with Embiid and with no Simmons. And the Blazers didn't have their top three players. They had they didn't have Dame. They didn't have CJ. They didn't have uh, Nurkic. But uh, I'm getting better at these regular season games. I'm not, like, panicking as much as I used to be. Uh, <laughs> it definitely wasn't great to get blown out by nine-man C-team Portland Trail Blazers. But uh, it was pretty evident that we needed Ben. Like, the first your first thought is the defense, right? And we couldn't defend them for shit. Like, Danny Green was chasing around Gary Trent all game. Yeah, that guy's filthy. He's he's really good. Is he from but Duke? Not, he is from Duke. Yeah, uh, not exactly a speedster, but Danny Green was chasing around screens like three feet behind him the entire game. Uh, love love Danny, but he's just old and slow now. Um, it's just like the offense. Like, even though we were were working through Embiid, who got who ate, he had thirty one points in the first half was was awesome. Uh, but like. I don't know when Ben's in there, there are so many open shots that are created that we weren't getting versus the Blazers. And I mean, makes sense because like we don't really have any other point guard other than Ben on the team. So maybe that's why just, just purely having no point guard on the team, but I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to see a few things that like little subtle things that I just, I feel more comfortable when Ben's on the floor. And uh, when you see us play teams, like have the stars, like, like Harden, and the Lakers, like LeBron, like even though LeBron had like what thirty six points or so, he would have had sixty if we didn't have Ben on him. And uh, maybe it goes back to like the Iguodala Finals MVP series, which was a little silly, but they probably do lose that series if Iguodala's not on LeBron, you know. So maybe there's something to be said about someone who has a chance, you know, to guard some of these players. And we we still like LeBron still got his, Durant still get his. Maybe it tires them out over a seven-game series. I don't know. I mean, they have a lot of firepower, the Nets, but there's still one basketball, you know? So, I don't know. What do you guys – have you guys uh, – Dave already kind of talked about it. JB, June, where do you guys stand with Ben? That our one basketball will still be stagnant in the half court unless we get a killer. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very okay with us keeping Ben and getting whatever. But we need – we're capped out unless we get – someone that could score for themselves and be a killer. And I, I haven't changed that mindset. I'm bipolar with Ben, but I'm pretty confident in that statement that like, we're, we're not winning a seven game series against some of the top East or West teams as currently constructed. That's reasonable. June. Yeah, I agree with Joe and I agree with the, if we can get add a guy like Levine, or some type of a point guard that can, you know, set up an offense on half court and knows how to deal with high pressure situation like George Hill. Uh, without giving up Ben, I think that's probably the best option. But if Beal is still on the table, he looks miserable, still, by the way. <laughs> he's got to be. I'm not buying the shit that he's like happy and doesn't want to leave Washington. <laughs> that, what, DC sucks to begin with, and their team's even worse. Get the hell out of there. He's like Why didn't you ish. tell me that when I was supposed to move there? Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer. Get it, He's give so it to me close straight, to like, crying. Every, every game, you, they, they, pan, like, they do a shot of him on the bench, and he's like, he's so close to like breaking out in tears, I swear. I swear. Uh, he, he definitely wants out. There's, I don't believe Woj and, and Shams. He, he yeah. definitely wants out. It's a matter Playing of days at this point. He's playing with Russell Westbrook. Any player wants out. It's miserable. Miserable time. So if uh, if Beal's on the table straight up for Ben, you, you would you do it. Yeah, I'd do it. Gun to my head, I probably would too, honestly. I really, if it's just Ben with no picks and no Thibel, mm-hmm. you're telling me I can keep Maxi and Thibel? My future, you know, my starting lineup next year is uh, and going forward is, is Maxi, Beal, and Thibel as they blossom into real NBA players. Yeah, I'd do that. On rookie I don't contracts. Know I don't know if I would. I know. You guys, I'm going to change my mind five times throughout the rest of the season. And it's probably recency bias because we're playing well, even though I'm a little concerned that every time we play a good team, they always have injured players. So our record might be a little inflated. But oh, I don't know. Like A week ago, I would have a week ago, I would have done Simmons in, in like four picks. But, but before and maybe the season, 
before the season, Bradley Beal never like did much for me. You know what I mean? He was like a good player. Their teams are never that great. And I don't know if I don't know if he leads to winning basketball. I don't know. It just it's, it sounds silly. I, now that I'm hearing it out loud, me saying this, but I don't know. Like he just the I think Wizards I have should be a... better than what they are if he's as good as he's playing. You know, yeah, and probably they're getting blown out by twenty every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have a Doc 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 Rivers syndrome, like how he like shake drop thirty nine, and he just loves shakes for, forever now. You know. I feel like we saw I saw Beal drop sixty on us, and it's just like, yeah, that's the guy. You know, our guy. <laughs> He's our guy. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Like within the next few podcasts, I'm probably gonna go all in on training Ben. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just take what I say. I'm a great assault, but like as of this moment, I'm I'm thinking keep Ben. But like you said, we can't you know we can't go in the playoffs with the same team. We have to make another move. So keep Ben. Work the margins, maybe get like a Lowry, Levine, or I don't know, even like George Hill or some shit, you know. Um, and maybe like Jim was saying earlier in the season, maybe you see what you have this playoffs. And if it's, you know, you're flaming out in the second round, then a change has got to be made in the offseason. We'll see. So I don't we're, know. Light, I, we're light years ahead of where we thought we'd be going into this offseason. That's very true. That's very true. We thought this shit was going to take years to unravel. Um, can I ask a mailbag question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I was asked if, or we were asked if, if the NBA were to give us an amnesty provision or clause or whatever, at this point, would you use it on Tobias or save it? God. <laughs> This is an interesting topic because uh, I'd use it on to... Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Is that on, how? Huge. I'm sorry. Is that how it worked <laughs> in the past though? It was. It wasn't use it or lose it, right? It was use it or save it. No, it was remember. use it or lose it. I think it's uh, use it or lose it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd use it on Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to. I'll answer the question that was presented. <laughs> I was listening to uh, the Sixers beat Bodner and Hoffman, and they seem to think like Tobias's play is not sustainable. Like they're they're not that they're guaranteeing it. They just think that it could be an outlier, and that there was some talks on the rookie and the Sixers beat that he might be the same Tobias as that the shots are going in. I personally think he looks different. I think the quick decisions and the aggressiveness is, are, are way different than we've seen in the past. I don't think I've actually – like there are some people saying that he played well last year when we started 20-7, and seven, by the way. We're 17-7 this year, three games away from that record. Wow. But I, I think he looks noticeably different. So the question is, do we think he can sustain this play? And I think he can. I think uh, – uh, Andrew Underberger for Ricky was saying he's a shooting, a shooting slump away from, you know, everyone getting on him again. But I think, I think he can keep this up the way he's playing. Um, so for if four he more does, years. Oof. I'm, I'm looking at the next, this year and probably the next two years to really go for a championship. And uh, I think as of now, I'd, I'd have to not use the AMC on him. And you know I hate Toby. You know I'm not a fan of Toby at all. Uh, I don't think I can, and that's probably because he's playing well. So yeah, it has nothing to do with recency bias. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it, and um, because I disagree with Bodner and Rich Hoffman. Because I think uh, this this must be the Doc Toby connection. I mean, yeah. everyone talked about All Star Clipper Toby under playing for doc rivers they got we got you know they pump and dumped him onto us and then we're stuck with him and it was all scam but here's doc and here's clipper toby and it's like oh all right maybe it's real and like if he's not a total negative he which he's the opposite he should be an all-star i can't cannot believe the words coming out of my mouth he deserves to be an all-star this year well deserved and uh i don't know if he's going to be one but he's playing like he deserves it he's you know Resler, he's he is the most improved player. It's not close. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris is most improved player, and uh, on the and he's playing an important role on the number one seed in the East, which isn't a cakewalk anymore. So, I think uh, I wouldn't 
use the amnesty on him. I'd use it on. No, I, I think I'd, I'd lose it. I'd lose it. I'd lose it. I'll probably regret this in a week when he goes through that shooting slump. But right now, I wouldn't do it. I think he's. Uh, I think him and Doc are uh, perfect for each other, and they should. They should never be apart again. Yeah, look what happened when we went all in on Maxi. Mm. Uh, Toby, as of now, is not in the top ten of uh, fan voting for uh, for the forwards positions. And how so, many make uh, it? Whoa. Uh, for the front court, so these are just the starters. Um, so the front court is three, and the, the guards are two. I think I think 12, 12 roster spots for the All Star team. And I believe the coaches picked the reserve, so I think he's going to make it. Um, but right now, another interesting thing about the, the All-Star voting is Ben is 10th behind uh, Russell Westbrook, Derek oh. Rose, Colin Sexton, and uh, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown. Interesting. That's crazy. He's 10th because Rich, uh, Rich Paul called Adam Silver and said, come on, <laughs> where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Where is he? He's he's tenth. That's where he is. So he Adam, should have less votes, huh? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Adam. Toby. Toby deserves it over Ben right now. He really does. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. Um, and I know you mentioned earlier, Nuge, if you wanted to talk about the, revisiting the Toby trade. Yeah, we are, oh. let let June and JB answer the question. They'd MC okay. him first, and then we'll talk about it. Go okay, ahead, fellas. Sorry, I can't answer. I asked the question. <laughs> well, who was the mailbag from? Ty yeah, who from, was that question from? Ty from New York. Then why oh. can't you answer it? Because <laughs> I'm copping out. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Dude. I, in, in my mind, it was, and I didn't know. I thought the amnesty worked that you could hold it over. So this whole time, I've been thinking that, like, no, I wouldn't use it on Toby. I would save it for some future mistake when Ellen gets the job back. But uh, either way, I, I don't think I could I could cut him. Yeah. June. You guys are. All not amnestying this guy. <laughs> Four <laughs> years, zero. fifty million. June, oh I'm kind gosh. of with you, actually. I don't know. I don't know. I think I will amnesty. Him. I he's got know. three. He got three years after this. You're thinking, can oh, we make gosh. a title a title run? So, for me, Toby's been great. You know, I think he looks skinnier, more in shape. And he's definitely making like quick decisions. Like he's 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 been unbelievable. Like watching him play, like it's a different guy. But when it's playoffs, I have zero faith that he'll do anything positive. Oh, but what about the Lakers game? No, <laughs> that's <laughs> one game. I, I, I don't do, know, man. I do feel myself. Games, I do feel myself like hanging on to this regular season too much. And we all know the regular season is way different from the playoffs. So I'm like having some, I'm getting nervous now because I'm thinking to the playoffs and what I've been saying, this pod could just blow up in my face in the playoffs. And I don't June's right. I don't, I don't know if he can be that like go-to score down a stretch in the playoffs. I mean, we certainly haven't seen it so far as granted it's only been two playoff series, but, uh, I, you, you, you can't see him right now, right? Because then that's like you're not playing with him for the rest of the season, right? Or are we talking after the season, Joe? Uh, I guess to make it fair after the season. Then, then maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll revisit this in a couple months. Let's see how he does in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like Dave said, let's, let's revisit that, uh, that Toby trade. For Landry Shamit, who had a nice game versus us with the Nets, he had 25 points. I think he had like six threes, but apparently he's been like, and I haven't watched him since like his game-winning shot versus the the Warriors when he was on the Clippers. Apparently he's in like like really bad. And like I have a Nets friend, friend, uh, shout out Boye, who I talk to like every day. He hates him. He's wow. so upset that they traded a first-round pick for him, and. Really? uh I gotta pull up the, the the original Toby trade, but uh, guys, did did we win that trade? <laughs> it depend it, it depends on one important factor. How does that Miami pick turn out this year? Yeah, because Butler's back. They're inching toward the playing tournament. But if the if the if the musical chairs stopped right now, they're like uh, number seven going into the lottery, unprotected. 
Wow. Do you think, think they can I, bounce back? I'd love to have that asset in my back pocket. They know. have to bounce back. How are they just not good? Isn't Jim? Did Jimmy come back? Did he have he did. COVID? Did we ever find out what was wrong with him? Why he lost twenty pounds? I don't know officially, but he looks he looked noticeably skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm pulling. I think it was right now. It was Wilson Chandler, Landry Shamit, our 2020 first round pick, Muscala, two second yeah, yeah, round picks, yeah, yeah, and the Miami it. pick. I think you, I think you actually nailed it. Sorry, I wasn't. Real, I was like, I was like <laughs> half reading and like listening to you. So I, I must go from the top. That's right. Uh, so we we traded Shamit, uh, Muscala, Wilson Chandler, like you said. Um, in addition, we gave a 2020 first round pick. So yeah, we lost our pick and we ended up getting the Thunders, right? And then the 2021 unprotected first round Miami pick, a 2021 second round pick, and a 2023 second round pick. Wow. So that's actually, like Dave said, it's all on that Miami pick. But uh, just from a surface, that's not as much as I remember trading for him. I think we all really liked Landry Shamit, and uh, we weren't happy to see him go. And yeah. it didn't help when he was like, you know, making big buckets in the playoffs for the Clippers. But apparently since he like, he hasn't been good. So, mm-hmm. and Tobias is an all-star. So do we yeah. have to, do we have to start giving them some slack for this trade? No, because <laughs> at the end of the day, we still, we still gave up Shamit on a rookie contract before he started playing poorly. And four first round picks, or I'm sorry, four picks in general, including the Miami unprotected pick for the right to sign Tobias to the worst contract in NBA history when we could have just waited and signed him in the offseason. Yeah. Granted, they went for it. But also, um, if what makes it tolerable right now is Toby's playing like he is right now. Until this magical stretch, he, it was the worst trade of all time. But um, right now, it looks better. It looks a lot better right now. It's to- it's tolerable right now. It's like you can you can keep it down without without puking it up right now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's a it's it's a a long season. We just got past like the quarterway mark. I think we're twenty four games in on a seventy two game season. Uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting if these guys can can keep up their play. Like Embiid. Is being is is phenomenal right now. Do you guys think he can keep it up? Because like it seems like every mid range he shoots is going in, and like that can't possibly keep up, right? I read a tweet which would be hilarious to look back on in like a decade, of like what if Embiid just a dominant mid range player for like fifteen years, <laughs> just like <laughs> like all of our fears that we like pull our hair out on a night to night basis of his like fragile bones just like are fine <laughs> that's all that's ever gonna hold him back is injury i mean if yeah, he stay if he stays if he can keep dodging these bullets yeah i think he can continue playing like this as long as he's healthy he can play like this i also saw one one last tweet reference um someone who looked like a young guy so this might not be that meaningful but he said he's the most dominant Philadelphia athlete in his lifetime. Like how he's playing this year for like a 30 year old, hypothetically, is he the most dominant Philly athlete? And then there's, I would argue, I don't really remember too vividly. AI 01 TO is fucking filthy. I'm, I'm not hockey fan enough to remember like Lindros. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess those are the, the two in the running or Ryan I'll, Howard. Oh, six. Yes. I was, I was just saying no, because it is a kind of a small sample size compared to those others. Um, but if he keeps up his pace, it's definitely in the running. Uh, I would also put in um, 2017 once. Yeah. He was, fair. he was phenomenal in those 13 games. Like he wow. was the MVP. That's crazy. Um, also small sample size, but 2000, 17 playoffs, Nick Foles was insane. The uh, only player to outduel Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Like, that was Tom Brady's best game. He might that be coming back, too. Game. You see those How rumors? That yeah, I oh saw my that. God. I, Go through those. I, I saw um, – I, I, I have time hop or whatever. And I saw – first of all, my tweets from – I have so many bad takes of sports like Philly <laughs> – <laughs> Philly takes and one was 
like before we brought Nick Foles in as a backup, it was the most anti-Foles tweet ever written. It's like, why, like, why not just move the team if we're gonna bring back Foles? <laughs> is that the, is that before the season or is that when he came in? I think it was like when we either maybe there was rumors that we were bringing him in as a backup, and I think I tweeted that. <laughs> I remember when Wentz went down, like that was like rock bottom. Yeah, like, I wanted to start. It was all over. It was I all said, over. I said, give me Sudfeld. <laughs> Sudfeld. Well, Foles was like, he was good versus the Giants like the game after. And then like he was horrible versus the Cowboys, like not great versus the Falcons. And all of a sudden he was Jesus for the Vikings <laughs> and the, the Patriots. Oh, God, I have the tweet. Oh, no. oh let's, let's hear it. This is five years ago, so I don't – that's probably before they – before this time, whatever. But I said there's no shot that the Eagles bring back a vulgar – vulgar words referencing Nick Foles, something about his features. But if they do, I could finally become a Raiders fan. <laughs> like- <laughs> that's okay, man. We, we all have fast sports takes. It happens. We, we live and we learn, we acquire new information, and we, we change our minds. And, uh, I mean, Nick Foles had no business doing what he did <laughs> in those playoffs. It's, it's, it's crazy, especially when you look at, like, Mahomes' shitty performance in the Super Bowl, like, last night. Um, crazy. Like, that. we literally made a deal with the devil for that Super Bowl because the chain of events afterwards for the last three years – have been insane, and especially if we end up trading Wentz for Nick Foles, that would be the craziest downfall of a Super Bowl team I've ever seen. Ever seen. And to choose Wentz over Foles, which I, I will, I will, I'll go to my grave saying that was the right decision. Yeah, always. 100%. 100%. And to end up three years later trading him for him would, would fill up your <laughs> meltdown. And uh, I, I, I kind of wanted to see if there was a Wentz trade mid-pod so we get our true reactions, but looks like it's not going to happen tonight. But um, yeah, that's, that's think, some crazy shit, man. I don't think Nat from 97.5 is is going to is gonna break <laughs> break something like that. Um, sorry, real quick. I know we got on a tangent. Could I read you guys Embiid's last nine, uh, eight games? Sure. 33 points, 37 points, 34, 37, 28, 33, 38 42. Damn. MVP. He had 42. He had 42 against the Nets. Against yeah, Boston. Oh, against Boston. Backwards. Oh, sorry. I went backwards. I went backwards. All right. I was about to say. That's all had, right. I mean, way. I could, like June said, I couldn't believe he had 33 versus Nets. It was, it was so quiet. And then you look up and he had 14 free throw attempts. It was insane. Um, did shoot seven three pointers, but he only made one of them. So he's, he, I think he's at 39%, which is like, that's awesome. Keep shooting it, man. Um, all right, guys. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else, I'll just go through some some rapid fire things. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the you know it's been a while since these games, so let's go them real go through them real quick. Uh, the Sixers they they blew out the Hornets. Uh, they blew out Minnesota. Had a nice comeback versus the Pacers. Did you guys see that the the two three zone? That was so fun. I almost turned that all shit off. Yeah. Yeah, Matisse like resurrected himself that game. He, because uh, apparently he played mostly zone at Washington, so it was like home for him, and he was all over the place. He had like nine deflections or something in the fourth quarter, and that we were down eighteen, and uh, we got all the way back. And Furkan Korkmaz had some big shots, and that was our largest comeback since. Do you guys know when? Uh-huh. Two thousand eight. I, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> the the run with us Sixers: Andre Miller, Andre Godala, Willie Green, Lou Williams. Willie came back from eighteen versus the. I, I was watching that game. I remember that. I was I was so hyped. Uh, I love back when I enjoyed. <laughs> Yo, he's he's been great. He's our only he's our only fearless player. <laughs> that dude is too fearless. His heat checks are one of the most absurd things of all time. He'll hit one. <laughs> he'll hit one three and then pull up from thirty. <laughs> he's talented man he's crafty the only thing holding him back is that he's just like goofy that floater his feet floater. are too big he might be Step, steps on the on the sideline we're trying to shoot a sideline three yeah. like uh three times every month yeah it's not even like a heel either it's like half a foot <laughs> Basically, he steps on a chair 
<laughs> All right, guys, we haven't done this in a while, and uh, we've had some requests to bring it back. So uh, we'll do a we'll do a Super Bowl edition of uh, of what's for dinner, <laughs> guys. The the Super Bowl was last night. Unfortunately, the the Chiefs lost. I had some money on them. Brady has number seven. But anyway, what did you guys have uh, to eat for the game? Oh, I'll lead. Uh, we had a nice, uh, very safe, very ventilated. I saw a lot of mass, little gathering in Northern Liberties. And the spread that they put together was absurd. We had Stromboli's pizza, fries, buffalo chicken dip three types of wings, a wow. bunch of course banquet beers. Um, yeah, it, it was – I wasn't feeling too good today, but I was feeling great yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like excellent. I had um, – I, mean, I, I, I told you guys about this, uh, about, about this pregame here, but I had um, picked up a cheesesteak Stromboli from Lissio's Bakery in Glassboro, 11 out of 10. I mean, it was just – the dough is like, I've never, it's the best. It was the crunchiest, crispiest, most well done, perfect Stromboli dough bread I've ever had in my life. And the cheesesteak inside was just fantastic. I, I like ate my body weight in that. And then um, we had, uh, I got a nice hoagie tray from there as well. And uh, some King of Pizza wings was, were just, have you guys ever had those? No. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're up there. Uh, from what I understand, they're up there as far as, you know, uh, best wings you can get out in the wild. So you might have to give them a shot, JB. I know oh, that's, my- I know that's competition. That, that's family business competition, but it's uh, the way the wings are worth it. It's okay. Yeah. My cousin says they're feel, uh, like phenomenal. Yeah, they're good. I ate, I ate like 12 too many. <laughs> uh, I was with June uh, at, uh, my friend Mikey's house. Shout out Mikey and Bridget for hosting. Uh, we got a few things from his place called Community in South Philly. They uh, they had a Super Bowl special. They had a 12-inch cheesesteak, uh, two pounds of wings, some mac and cheese balls, uh, and some, mm. some spinach and cheese empanadas. Oh, it was great. Mm. And then in addition, uh, Mikey made some wings, and and this lovely lady over here. Made some uh, some pizza, homemade pizza. Made the dough nice. herself. Wow! The recipe. She's been baking up a storm lately, man. Like I'm, I'm gonna die of diabetes. Like <laughs> bread Amanda, every that, day. Amanda, I saw that homemade bread. I'm impressed. Need just headphones. Impressed. I think he has headphones in. Ah, tell her I saw <laughs> the bread. <laughs> I'll tell her. Um, oh, she'll she'll listen to this. You know, she'll listen to the pod. Yeah, right. Biggest biggest fan. She's listening. Oh God, Otis. God damn it. Otis, our second biggest fan. <laughs> um, and that is our two fans <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I think it's, then we had some some white claws and uh, and some uh, Bridget made us a few some few Moscow mules so we we, we ate good we ate and drank good June was hungover after his yeah. four white claws uh, but yeah it was a, a good a good Super Bowl night food wise uh, but the game was disappointing pretty boring blowout I'm sick of Tom Brady. Just I'm sick of LeBron. Sick of the Lakers. And yeah, you know, didn't go the way I wanted to with my money on the Chiefs, but you know, is what it is. Never bet against TB. Except Except when Nick Foles. Except when he plays BDN. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellas, that's all I got for you. Thanks for joining. All right, guys. When are we? uh, What's our? When's our next game? What's the next game? When we have we a tomorrow? disgusting West Coast trip coming up, don't we? Yes, we do. Is mm. that tomorrow? Tomorrow, Let's take a Thursday, look we got the Kings on Tuesday, uh, the Blazers on Thursday, and then the Suns on Saturday, and the Jazz on Monday. So a little four-game uh, Western road trip. Mm. Um, oh. Sacramento has been playing pretty well. I think they just beat Boston. Yep. And then who else did they beat? Um Blazers kicked their ass without uh, their top three players. The Suns are, you know, they're they're good. They're fun. They got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the Jazz. We got to start talking about that if, if they're contenders because I think they're like they're like sixteen and six or something. They're, they're playing pretty well. Who's their center? Uh, <laughs> the Stifle Tower. He sucks. <laughs> so they're wow. nineteen and five. Nineteen and five. Yeah. 
Oh, geez. We got to start talking about them then. Guys, a little a little off topic here, but Saturday at three against the Suns. What are you guys around? We do a little Wood Street feast. Watch it somewhere. A little matinee. Yeah, a little 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 Ooh. early dinner matinee. I can Ooh. finally try Wood Street. What do you guys think? Think about it. Think Fairly about it for a couple thighs. days. We'll let you know. Ooh, oh, those fried chicken we'll thighs. Chico- oh my God. We have to do it. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah. Saturday like it'll be it'll be nice. We'll figure something June, out. June, June, you're not working, right? Come on down. Yeah, you got nothing to do for two weeks now. Wow, where are you at right now? We're in Jersey. I'm in uh, Central Jersey. Yep. Central Wait, Jersey. Does this mean you're moving? Uh, well, I work from home because of COVID. Oh yeah. But when that's over, who knows when? Then I'll start going in. Wow. So, you know what? Quick thought. Um, we probably won't talk until after then. But um, Friday, happy Chinese New Year. Oh yeah. yeah. And now that I think about it, uh, Amanda on Saturday is preparing a uh, an eight-course uh, dinner for Chinese New Year. I'll fill you guys in the details. And, oh, my uh, God. So, so all Chinese-related we'll food? All, all yeah. Chinese-related foods. So is she right. making Is she making Peking duck? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> is she cooking Dude. a homemade duck? That would be sick. Are you cooking duck on Saturday? <laughs> oh, she got headphones in. Oh. But anyway. What Dude, time should like, we what time should we note. come over? <laughs> I'll, let you guys know. I'll tell you guys on the details. Side note, I'd watch videos on that. I did my my due diligence on how to cook peking duck, and I don't think I'll ever try it. It's like you <laughs> literally first you have to get a duck, you have to get like a raw dead duck, you have to hook it up to an air compressor and like blow it up with air like a balloon. And oh, then yeah. dude, I don't even know. I don't want to try it. I'll just rather go buy it. <laughs> I'd rather yeah, go buy course. it from Sankey. Yeah. I thought Welcome you were on. I thought you were gonna start earlier in the process too with a live duck. Oh no, yeah, no, you gotta go. <laughs> see, I don't even know where you get a whole duck from. Like, like rush hour, they chop the they chop the head. I gotta go out <laughs> in the bay. I gotta go walk down to the bay and, and uh get like a bow and arrow or something and get the duck. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, all right, fellas. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for jumping on. Talk to you soon. Have a good night. Thanks. See you. Right. See you.